Hi there, it's Christian and Harvey, aka Shouting is Funny. Before diving into the episode, we wanted to let you know about our Patreon club. Yes, indeedy, over at shoutingisfunny.com, you can sign up to our Patreon and gain access to a variety of goodies. We have a gallery of concept art full of never-before-seen artwork. Downloadable ringtones and wallpapers for your devices. And, starting in March, Inside Wild Hollow, an exclusive behind-the-scenes podcast. Woohoo! it's going to be good. Very exciting. Bi-weekly episodes available only to our patrons. So, starting from as little as £3 a month, you can support us in making even more stuff and enjoy some tasty treats in the process. Very VIP. Anyway, back to Wild Hollow. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to a very special Halloween tale. Whether you're sitting comfortably or not, it's time to begin. Wild Hollow Shorts The House of Glass Eyes Our story starts in a little apartment in Fortuna City. Sunlight squeezed in through a tiny window. A musk of growing damp and hot coffee wafted through the room, the aged carpet littered with half-opened boxes and stacks of books. In amongst the clutter sat two handsome raccoons, sifting through their post, their striped tails touching tenderly. Rodney and Lisa were a picture of young romance. They'd even had their photo in the Hollow Herald, cutest couple. They'd fallen in love over a long summer when Rodney would frequent the diner Lisa worked in. After countless milkshakes and stolen moments, the pair moved into this pokey flat. It was stuffy and dark, but they didn't care. They had each other. Anything interesting in the post today, sweetie? Uh, Not yet, I'm afraid, honey pie. Rodney flicked through the bills and junk mail and came across a dark red envelope. What's that there? Rodney shrugged and opened the letter. Congratulations, Rodney and Lisa. You have won a weekend getaway to a luxury country cottage, creepy house. As advertised in last month's Hollow Herald magazine, we look forward to welcoming you this Friday. Directions listed below. Oh, Rodney, how wonderful. Friday is today. We've been talking about a holiday for a week. I don't even remember entering a competition. Do you? No. Oh, well! They embraced tightly and spun around their little sitting room, giggling sweetly. Wait, what's the house called again? Uh, It says it's called Creepy House. Creepy? Are you sure? It can't be right, can it? Maybe it's French, like uh, crepe. Like pancakes. It must be Pancake House. I love pancakes. And I love you, Rodney. Oh, and I love pancakes. And so the jubilant raccoons quickly packed a suitcase and called a cab. They were so excited, they forgot to tell anyone where they were off to. The taxi cab had been driving for hours and was now deep into the countryside. 
The driver, a portly dingo named Barry, had been talking their ears off for most of the trip. And that's another thing about geese. They just don't know how to take a compliment. Well, and then the evening was cut short anyway because of the rain and all, and, you know, she said she had to get back to her pond. Bloody storm. Storm? Yeah, last night. Well, didn't you get it down your end of town? It was a big one, flooding all over the place, power lines down, and... Oh, well, would you look at that. Speak of the devil. The taxi slowed to a halt as the passengers looked at the road ahead. A thick slurry of mud had poured into the country lane. Well, looks like this is as far as I can take you, folks. Don't worry, the footpath won't be too bad, but you will have to walk the last leg to the house. Bloody storm. The raccoons thanked Barry and set off on foot. Thanks, Barry. Cheers, Barry! Creepy House sat like a tombstone at the edge of a forest, the crooked chimney clawing at the darkening sky. Behind the house was an old well, a rusty bucket swaying gently in the wind. It looks nice. Yeah. Rustic. As the raccoons approached, the door creaked open. Good evening. Oh, crikey, you nearly scared us to death. My apologies. A slender crow stepped out onto the porch. My name is Gideon. I'm here to ensure your stay is most relaxing. Congratulations on being chosen. Thank you. We weren't even sure how it happened, but we've been dying for a holiday. Quiet. Well, come in. Make yourselves at home. They followed the bird inside. A crimson rug ran the length of the hallway, the walls on either side adorned with dark paintings in ornate, dusty frames. Hmm. Rodney inspected the pictures as Lisa wandered into the kitchen. A wood-burning stove was nestled in between a large ceramic basin and an old pinewood cabinet. The edges of the cabinet were engraved with filigree and small animals, acorns and squirrels. It's so quaint. Lisa, darling! Rodney called from the hall, where he was still transfixed by the paintings. Come and have a look at these pictures. She joined him in front of the largest of the paintings. It was an accomplished if not slightly drab, landscape of the area. The house itself sat right in the middle, the long, twisting trees of the forest gently encroaching from both sides. It was dusk, with only a small glow emanating from the upstairs windows. Well, I mean, it's nice, but it's not constable, is it? No, look! He raised his paw to the tree line. Between the crooked tree trunks were what almost looked like... bodies. There's... Shadowy figures in the trees. Oh, don't be silly, Rodney. It's probably just some ferns. I wonder who painted it. Gideon might know. Gideon! But the crow was nowhere to be seen. Hmm, strange. He didn't say goodbye. Oh, well, who cares? This place is ours for the weekend. Just us. Rodney smiled and kissed her on the cheek. The pair set off exploring the rest of the house as the sun began to set.
must be some blankets in here somewhere. Lisa was rifling through the large wardrobe in the upstairs bedroom. Mm. After exploring the house further, the raccoons had found that the power was out from last night's storm. Rodney had found a few candles which were now burning gently. Lisa had gone on the hunt for blankets. Let's see. What are these? She pulled out a box filled with dark red cloth. Lifting the garments, she found what looked like dress robes. Hooded dress robes. Hmm. How ceremonial. Perhaps a monk stayed here recently and forgot their spares. Meanwhile, Rodney had been wandering around outside looking for some firewood. The final throngs of daylight cast long shadows around the old stone house. He happened across a dark tree stump, and jutting from it was a large, long-handled axe. An axe, but no firewood. He stared at the chopping block. It was unlike anything he'd ever seen. The grain of the wood was stained a deep crimson, almost black. That can't be just from the rain. As he stepped forward, he noticed the grass crunch under his feet. It was yellow and dry. But the rain, the the storm. At that moment, a rustling came from the edge of the woods just up ahead of him. <laughs> he stood bolt upright. Hello? Rodney squinted through the last hue of the dying sunlight. Uh, hello? Is anyone out there? A branch snapped just behind the tree line. Rodney turned to grab the axe from the chopping block. It was gone. Lisa made her way down the rickety staircase, laden with makeshift blankets. Rodney, I couldn't find any blankets, but these robes should do. As she descended, her shoulder brushed one of the large, ornate paintings, sending it clattering down the stairs. Oh, crikey! She stepped over the painting and proceeded to set down the box on the kitchen table. Rodney, darling, did you manage to find any firewood? But Rodney was nowhere to be seen. Rodney? Where are you, sweetie? She looked in the lounge and then the dining room. Nothing. Stepping back into the hallway, she stooped to pick up the fallen painting. But as she rose, she saw something that made her blood run cold. Where the painting once hung, there were words scratched into the wall. They are coming. Save your skin. Lisa rushed to the front door and stepped out onto the porch. A noise grew from beyond the shadowed tree trunks. Then suddenly, from the darkness, a hundred fires burst into life. The field was instantly illuminated, revealing a band of hooded figures holding flaming torches, bushy tails curving up over their heads. The squirrels chanted, the pointed hoods of their red robes edging closer with every step. The mass of squiddles parted as a wooden cage was wheeled through. Inside was Rodney, bound with ropes, tears streaming down his face. Rodney! Alicia! Run! From behind the cage emerged a squirrel in a white mask, dragging the axe from the tree stump. 
Lisa turned and ran inside, slamming and locking the front door. She frantically ran around, locking all the windows, searching desperately for a weapon or a hiding place, anything. She noticed a small doorway behind the stairs, the basement. Without a second thought, she grabbed the box of matches from the kitchen and descended below the house. There must be something down here. Lisa struck a match and the basement was illuminated. She was surrounded by animals. They were frozen in their places. Stuffed. What the... A pair of flamingos, beaks touching. Two voles holding each other tenderly. A beaver and a wombat, arms around each other, sharing a book. They all had one thing in common, their eyes. The glass eyeballs reflected the matchlight like twinkling stars. Each tableau had a small plaque beside it with a short description. Arresting, isn't it? Gideon stepped out from the shadows. What is this? Who are they outside? What do you- Always so many questions. I suppose some sort of an explanation is in order. Outside, the squirrels had surrounded the house. The masked squirrel stood over Rodney. Who are you? What do you want with us? We are the divine scurry, bound in faith to the great power. What on earth are you doing? We proffer unto the great power the most sacred of gifts. Food, shelter, faith. But above all these libations, is love. And so, like our stores of winter nuts, we find and preserve the purest examples of love as humble offerings. Brothers, begin. No, please, why are you? No, no, stop, no, no! In the basement of the house, Gideon had backed Lisa into a corner. But why us? Your photograph in the Herald was so... charming. A true picture of love! I knew you would be perfect. Then, all we had to do was pay off the cab driver and create a little mud. The storm! You staged it all! You're all crazy fanatics! Hardly. I have no interest in squirrel ceremonies. I just do whatever it takes to get my share. What? What do you mean, your share? Well, to preserve an animal, first you must relieve it of the unnecessary insides. You don't mean... Gideon drew a long blade from beneath his tar-like feathers. It's an awful lot of meat to go to waste. (laughs) Sunlight squeezed in through a tiny window. In amongst the clutter, two handsome raccoons sat with their post and coffee, their striped tails touching tenderly. Rodney and Lisa were a picture of young romance. They'd even had their photo in the Hollow Herald. 
as morning sunbeams caressed their fur, the light caught their eyes, twinkling like stars, frozen like glass. Beside the raccoons was a small plaque that read, The Cutest Couple. And that is the end of our tale, dear listeners. Were you expecting a happy ending? Well, too bad. <laughs> You have been listening to a Shouting is Funny production. The role of Rodney was played by Christian Pausland. The role of Lisa was played by Alice E. Mayer. The roles of Barry and the Divine Scurry were played by Harvey Badger. The role of Gideon was played by Loris Scarper. And the role of the narrator was played by Angus Maxwell. All music was created in-house by Shouting is Funny. You can visit our website at shoutingisfunny.com and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and support us further via our Patreon by simply searching Shouting is Funny. Hi there, it's me again, uh, Christian from Shouting Is Funny. You've made it to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope that you enjoyed it. Now, if you did enjoy it, please do consider leaving us some feedback. If you're on Spotify, you can use the five-star rating system. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a review and or a rating. And if you want to go above and beyond to support the Chronicles of Wild Hollow, then please head over and leave us a review on podchaser.com. And while you're at it, why not go and follow Shouting is Funny on Instagram and Twitter as well. All of this will massively help us to get our show out to more listeners and spread the word of Wild Hollow. And again, thanks for listening.